You're listening to the 5-Minute Friday podcast episode of The Aligned Self. This is your host, Daniel Danovi. Okay, 5-Minute Friday, a short and concise podcast episode of The Aligned Self designed to leave you with a question, an idea, a strategy, a tip, a hack in order to give you greater access to your conscious awareness, evolving your conscious awareness, or give you greater mastery over your mind. Hello, friend, and welcome into this 5-Minute Friday. Today, we're going to touch upon the idea or the, the question, how big are you living? Or in other words, how big is your concept of yourself? Now, I've spoken in past episodes just on the critical nature of our idea or our conception of our capacity. How much can we do? How fast can we move? What's possible? Our consideration of what's possible in our lives governs a lot of our behavior. And in some ways, it is influenced by the predictive future. That's the idea that we tend to take the last three to five events or similar events and project it out in the future So we have an idea of what's going to happen if we proceed. And so let's say that you've applied for five new jobs and each time you got shot down, each time you got a a rejection, they said, we don't want you for whatever reason. And so as a consequence, you'll be less likely to move forward in submitting another resume somewhere because in your mind, your capacity has been stifled, has been limited by this external feedback. And so in our mind, we tend to think of ourselves as smaller, less effective, not as potent in the marketplace. Now, not too long ago, in one of my conversations with my clients about subpersonalities, one of the things that came up or was I was represented to was our concept of our inner idea of how big we are. Or in other words, how much space do we take up? And as I'm saying this, I realize that it might be a little more difficult for me to explain or present to you this in a way that it makes palpable sense to a large majority of you. Many years ago, I was working with a young man who was small. He was a shrimp. He was was smaller than average. Let's just say he was smaller than average. His mother was 4'10", his father had been, I don't know, 5'4", 5'5", and so the predictable future for him wasn't that he was going to grow to be over six foot. And me drawing upon my own experience when I was younger and my growth spurt didn't occur until I was out of high school, I understood that if he was going to compete in soccer, he had to be bigger, play bigger than his physical stature. And I told him, You're probably always going to be small, but it doesn't matter how big you are physically. What matters is how big your heart is. You have to make the decision that that ball is yours and you're going to take it. You're going to do whatever it takes. They're going to push you. They're going to knock you down and you're going to get up and you're going to push them back. In the end, it's going to come down to who wants that ball more and who is more tenacious in going after it. Well, he internalized that idea, and over the years, he became one of the premier defensive players on his soccer team. Well, after I graduated high school, I continued to play basketball because I loved it. 
I wasn't necessarily the tallest. I'm, I'm just slightly over 5'10". And I often played against guys who were 6'4", 6'5", 6'9". And so I had to consciously make the decision to play bigger, to play on the same level, to hustle them, outmaneuver them, and sometimes outjump them. So what I'm saying is that each of us has a conception of how big we are in the world. How much space do we take up? And so I'm requesting that you reflect on yourself and how capable, how big do you feel as you move about the world? One of the nonverbal cues that a lot of people give off is how much space do they take up when they move about? This is a direct reflection of how comfortable you feel in your skin, how confident you are in the situation. And if this was video, then I could actually demonstrate it. But if you think about as you sit down, do you spread out? Do you put your arms out? Or do you tend to pull yourself together in a more constrained posture? Is your head up? Are your shoulders up? When you walk through the door, do you take up the door frame? Do you take, no matter how big you are physically, do you own the space? Do you own the doorway? There is a posture known as the super, there's a posture known as the superhero posture. You've seen Superman, Wonder Woman, they stand with their hands on their hips, their elbows flared, their legs slightly apart, shoulder width apart. And so they're taking up space. And just that mere posture, taking on that posture, increases your levels of testosterone and dopamine. You actually create the inner feeling, because of this biochemical mix, of being more confident, being more capable. Remember, how we use our mind affects our body. How we use our body affects the mind. And so when we move our body in deliberate ways, when we take up space, we send a message to our brain that we're important, that we own or deserve the space that we're taking up. Now, in the context of subpersonalities, generally subpersonalities are born or created at an earlier age. And when they are created, they are frozen in time for the most part. Because at the other than conscious level, everything is happening now. So it doesn't matter if it happened 20 years ago. If the same dynamic occurs right now, we respond with the same strategy that was developed when we were eight or nine. And in that conception of that subpersonality, you're a little kid, you're small. And so the client that I was referring to earlier, he was actually robbed. His phone was stolen from him when he was eight or nine years old by an adult man. And so there was a part of him that was born in that moment that he was at the mercy of outside events, that he was at risk because he was smaller. And so anytime he thought about himself moving in new arenas, in new ventures, when that fear came up, he felt like he was eight. He felt small. Now, in our conversations, he had talked about his mother and how dynamic his mother was, but how short of stature she was. She was like maybe 5'1", five, 5'2". Five, but when she walked down the sidewalk, she owned it. She walked with an attitude like, don't mess with me. And over the years in my research on nonverbal behavior, when you look like easy prey to a predator, you're more apt to be attacked. But if you just give off the appearance, the perception that you're going to be kind of difficult to tangle with, not that you wouldn't be overpowered, but just that you would put up a fight. 
a predator will more than likely look to someone else, look to some easier prey. Now, with that said, if you're out walking around and you have your head buried in your phone and you're not paying attention to where you're going, that you don't have that situational awareness, well, you're actually opening yourself up to being preyed upon. So with my client, what we did is we grew up his size. We had a conversation with the eight-year-old and introduced the young man and said that I'm bigger. We're bigger now. And we grew up that eight-year-old in the mind of my client to where he felt bigger. He felt more capable. And my client asked me, how big do I conceive of myself? Well, I have to admit, it hasn't always been this way, but I've actually gone through an entire meditation, a process that I regularly go through to create myself as bigger. And you probably have heard the the, the phrase, and now in the role that I play as a coach, when I work with a client, in my mind, I'm saying there is nothing that will come up that we cannot handle, that I cannot assist you in overcoming. In my mind, I say, and this is just in my mind, your ass is mine. There is no way you are going to stay stuck in a conversation with me. We are going to guide you out of it. It's going to be transformational. There's no way that you can present a resistance, any resistance to where we cannot overcome it. When I speak on stage, I want to command the room. I want the attention of each and every person in the room, whether it's 50 or 5,000 people. And so who I am, my message has to fill the room. One of the ways that I propagated this is through a meditation, and I'll just give you the framework of it right now. And so as I relax my mind, as I go inside, I call up the feelings of love and gratitude, and I hold those in my my heart space. And then throughout my meditation, I allow that feeling to expand to every cell of my body until it's actually surrounding me as a bubble. I'm in a bubble of love and gratitude. And I think of myself as projecting this energy out into the world, and I'm contained within it. As I continue my meditation, I allow this bubble of love and gratitude to expand into the entire room, and then into the entire house. And then I circle the house that we're in, and I send love and gratitude to everyone in the house, everyone in my family. And then I allow this love and gratitude to expand even bigger. I become bigger. I generate even more love and gratitude to where I encompass the entire neighborhood and then the city and then the state and then the country and then the world. Virtually every time I do a podcast episode, and I don't always remember to do this, but it's in the background of my mind, is it I encompass you, each and every one of you, in all the 80 different countries that we have listeners, and I hold you in my energy field. In my perception, my conception of me as a badass manifester. One of the things I say to myself, I am the arena in which life takes place. Meaning that nothing happens in my life, nothing happens around me without my say-so, without my input, without my agreement on some energetic level. Because I am the stage, I am the arena in which every player shows up in my love life, my relationships, my business. I am the arena. I am the cause. I am the active ingredient. Now, when I say arena, I'm not talking about a little stadium. 
Now I'm thinking like the Dallas Cowboy Stadium that seats 80,000 people. And from this perspective, I am bigger than any issue, any problem that shows up in my life. I'm bigger, I'm a bigger person, a bigger, I have a bigger heart than anybody else that shows up in my life. And so my question to you, and if you're listening to this, I'm, I want you to get something out of it that you can apply to your life. I want you to ask yourself, how big are you living? How big is your expectation? How big is your future? What would happen if you were to think of yourself in unlimited terms? In your relationships, you have unlimited love, unlimited joy. Or are you thinking of yourself that there are certain constraints or certain limitations that are just part of me being me? Or there's limitations given by where I live or what I'm doing at the moment. In any job I've ever held, I've always shown up bigger than the position. And most of the time, it's been evident, people have actually told me this, you deserve a bigger position. You deserve a bigger role. I forget who said it, but in the realm of acting and theater, it was once said there is no such thing as small roles, only small actors. Mahatma Gandhi talked to his wife when his wife complained about cleaning the toilets, like it was beneath her that she was the wife of Mahatma Gandhi. And he said, we will clean the toilets as if it's our greatest service to mankind. And I have adopted that philosophy. When I work with clients, there is no such thing as a small question. There is, There are no small concerns. They're always at the forefront of your consciousness. If it's on your mind, then it's important. Well, for the most part. We do have thoughts that aren't necessarily important because we have a thinking machine. We regurgitate thoughts. But if it's a concern of yours, it will remain a concern of yours until it's alleviated, until it's solved. And so in that context, because it's on the forefront of your mind, it's important. Well, here we go. This is a concept that is probably much bigger than the 5-Minute Friday format. And I'm hoping that the actual message that I wanted to get across has been delivered. Well, until next time, I'm just, I'm just going to assume that it has been. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs>